New McCrispy Bacon Deluxe, now at Macca's. Jess and Ducko. This is the Jess and Ducko podcast. It's Jess and Ducko. Welcome to really podcast. nice. Thank you so much. We need a new jingle for our show. I'm just, I've been trying to brainstorm the last few yeah. days what we could get. How hard is it to come up with a new tune? You've got to really respect these music artists. You do. <laughs> Jeez, they're doing something. Because, you know, they're doing something. Carrie and Tommy, I, what I really like is they have, um, jeez, uh, what's their start of Thank their show? Thank you for being a friend. No, no, no. The, the top of the hour they do at the start of their show, it's a, it's like a, oh, that's going to I don't know kill it. Kill me now. You can just look it up in links, just C and T. Yeah, but it's going to take me ages. What, um, because, but it stood out to you? Yeah, because it's a, it's a... Is it a pop song? It's a, No, it's like a rap song. Oh. Um, uh, oh, they're old one. They still play it. I only know Thank You For Being A Friend. No. Thank you for... Golden Girls? I know I'm here too long when I hear that in the office. That's Golden Girl. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah, you is. shouldn't be hearing yeah. that. You do oh, breakfast. I'll be able to get it on. Hold on. What time oh, you're just going to look it up. What time, yeah. is that, what time is that show starting? 3 o'clock. No, 3.03. Oh, sorry. Exactly. No, <laughs> so someone knows. I'll show you. Um, Try me. People listening to this who, who listen to us as well would be like, come on, guys, you know this. It'd be 15.03. Thank you, mate. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, you got to click on yesterday. Oh, God. I, you can't Duck, go this in the better future. be worth it, babe. This is just all the pressure <laughs> when you're looking something up and everyone's watching. Zero, zero on. Why do our brains do that? I don't know. Oh, I can't play it because we got... Good to be back. I was off oh, sick yesterday. This Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little. This is Carrie and Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, la-da-da-da-da. It's a motherfucking D-O-G. But they go, Carrie Tommy. I think that's cool. because that's say Carrie and Tommy? No, it doesn't. But, like, that's what you sort of vibe. Yeah, it kind of goes to it. I like that. I Duncan. vibe that. See, that's a real song. That's Sorry. like you know, that's the dog. That's the Snoop Dog. That's Dr. Fun. Dre. The so next we need episode. A song. That's we what need a song. Gee, sorry, that took me a long time no, to get no, there. No, no, because I like it because now there's a precedent that's been set. Yeah. So we can go to the people and say, hey, yeah. Harry and Tommy are doing this really fun thing. We want to get on the bandwagon of a fun bloody song. Yeah, a good song. Like It, it can't be a new – I think it's going to be an all-time classic that's ageless. Totally, because particularly these new artists or these one-hit wonders or even Flash in the Pans, I don't know if they have the legs or the longevity yeah. of one of the big maybe 90s dance tracks or even early noughties. Yeah. Mate. Britney, yeah. Bieber, who? What like, about "Piece of Me," Britney? How does that one go? And I don't want to hear it. You see it, shy guy. I want to hear you Put Justin Ducko into "Piece of Me," Britney. Oh, go. No, I'd have to hear this. Can we hear that? Can you get it up? I know, I'll, I'll, I'll just workshop it as we. No, no, I just want to hear it dry, raw. It's like, no, play it. <laughs> no, just do it. <laughs> uh, do you want the chorus? Uh yeah. Go, yeah. <laughs> How would we do this? I don't, know, I don't know when to come in. Come on, Doc. What's your name? You are just a cop. Don't help him. I want him to do oh, Sorry, yeah, you go, Shaka. Come on. Oh, look at me getting nervous. Oh. Mate, you Maybe picked a really hard song. That's that's a t- I really, I really put my foot song. in it there. But yeah. I reckon, Ducko, keep your ear out. Yeah. Let's go old school. Yeah, we like that song, but that's not old school. I think that's going to age. Yeah. We need, we need like a an ageless like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Usher's top of mind with the Super Bowl hop. Has he got any? Did you see Bieber's doing the Super Bowl as well with Usher? Yes. Because it's not confirmed, though, is it? Oh, I thought I read no, your article. Oh. It's, it's a. It's a. Oh, it's an, a I wouldn't be it's surprised, though. Because Usher and Bieber got on a song. Yes. Early on. And Usher sort of gave Bieber his leg up, didn't he? He was his mentor. Yes. 
So I wouldn't be surprised if he brings him out. And I get why he is because only people are only talking about Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. I know. Poor as, Usher. As an attendee. It'll be like the, the halftime show no one cares about. No one is talking about the halftime show. So I get why he's now pulling his friends in yeah. to play with him. Uh. Um, but I like this idea, Ducko. I think we need something. We need to jazz it up yep. with something old school. Yeah. And then people will start singing our jingle. Yeah. It's a work in progress, guys. We'll Absolutely. get there. I'm really glad we had this chat. This is chat. what workshop meetings are all about. This is brain dumps. Throwing stuff at the wall. Uh, yeah. Seeing what's Idea diarrhea. That's what we call it in the biz. <laughs> so I've we've, never heard that before. It just came to me. I'm going to use that forever. I'll forget it tomorrow, but remind Don't me. Don't worry about that. brainstorm. Idea diarrhea. Idea diarrhea. Come on, let's go. No ideas about... It really... That's going to freaking catch on. Billy, you know a thing or two about diarrhea. Can you <laughs> chime in with anything? <laughs> What are you trying to say? <laughs> For anyone listening, I don't diarrhea. Okay. No. Hey, <laughs> wait, wait. Not you, Billy. How do you say it? Say it. Diarrhea. Yeah, I like okay. people who go diarrhea. Diarrhea. <laughs> That's it, diarrhea. Diarrhea. Yeah, no. Um, anyway. You don't want to be known as a diarrhea girl. I don't diarrhea in my okay. pants or anything. Okay. I, I don't we didn't say that. <laughs> You're oh, now telling the rest of Okay. I think me thinks I was protest too much. I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. Someone was reading Shakespeare <laughs> overnight. I love that. Yeah, I'm That's what I do to go to bed, Shakespeare. <laughs> it just works with fairy porn. I mean. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's been a great show. Gary Barlow's on here. Um, what else we do? We're talking about punishing your kids in weird ways. Yep. Um, yeah, just, oh, an escalator eating someone's foot. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Absolutely. It is. So just, you never finished the song I've got you. In full, it got more hectic. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh. Should we play that now? What piece of me? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? The escalator song. Oh, the escalator I'm, song. I'm going yeah. to have to go and find it. We've got uh, time. We've got about 45 news grabs. There. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they? I don't know. Okay. Up and down, up and down in the magic escalator. Up and down, up and This is where down, I stopped it. In yeah. the magic Someone else escalator. Someone joined you can pro- Don't play on the escalator. If you're not careful, you will get hurt. See, that's the part Caution. we needed. Don't that's- run, don't hop. Don't play on the escalator. See, you'd forgive me for not playing that whole 32 seconds. Yeah, we only needed the last 10. That's fair. <laughs> so, hey, self-reflection for you. We had a story about escalators <laughs> and someone getting hurt. And the song genuinely referenced that. <laughs> and then Chico goes, don't play it before on air. See, I like to listen to grabs before I go on air. So I could go, hey, I'm near the end of that. I think you've won that argument. <laughs> You're now yeah. listening <laughs> from now on. Anyway, you'll hear that at the start into the break of the escalator. Absolutely chat. will. What a show. Jess and Ducko. Hey, Luke, I nearly got you over last night. I nearly got you Did over you? for a lad's party. A lad's party. Just me, shy guy, couple of couple of glasses of milk. Reading Crescent City, no doubt. <laughs> Reading the Noel. Hey, don't bring me down, bro. Your wife has <laughs> taken off on you. Yeah, Morgan's gone away midweek. Presumably, she had her sister here last week for a reading party. Has yeah. she now gone away for another reading no, party? Uh, yeah, I mean, they could have just done the reading party now, couldn't they? Yeah. Uh, no, she's gone home to see... I don't know why. We were just back for Christmas, and her mum's like booked her flights back to see her mum now. They've gone out to dinner last night. Oh, lovely. She's a nurse, Morgan, so she has two days off in the middle of the week. So she wasn't working. So she's like, I'm going to go back to, back to Queensland to see the family. I'm kind of like... 
I feel like you're leaving me midweek. I th- that, yes. I feel like you're leaving me high and dry. You're leaving Young Ducko to fend for himself. I said to her, I was like, have you, have you, you know, have you made me like a bunch of dinners for two nights? <laughs> like, what am I? Am I going to be okay? Obviously, have I'm you fine. got the wog freezer yet in your garage I don't, for frozen I do need meals? One. You need. That's to, what I do need. For these sort of situations. I had two options last night: either go to your house and just rock <laughs> up and be like, "Can you and Angus feed me?" And I was like, "Oh, they do have a young kid now. I feel like that's not play on." But you know, but you know, when you do that, Ducko, what you're going to eat? Yeah, it's, it's not going to sit well in your. <laughs> It's going to be very yeah. cheesy. Oh, I'm on the toilet all night. Very oh, heavy. No matter what. Well, the second option was get Shago over yes. and just have a boys' night on the oh, couch. I love this. You know? Order in, a yeah. couple of ciders, yeah. and read. <laughs> <laughs> What's your ideal boys' night, Shago? Oh, I don't know. Just cruising, you know? Just- Chilling. I don't know. I See, don't, we could have done all out. that. I don't know. Have you bought those VR goggles <laughs> I yet? I feel like they're in your future. I would, but they're like four thousand dollars. Oh, are they that expensive? When they're cheaper, I might get some. I see you and Shy Guy sitting yeah. on the couch in your goggles. Yep, just just in VR the virtual goggles, world. watching different things, not even watching the same show. Playing Farmville. <laughs> Oof. My crops have grown. Oh, the tractor's out of petrol. <laughs> Quick, fill it up, buddy. Don't be wild. Ducko, come check out me, me beetroot. Anyway, none of that happened. I obviously didn't get that loose shark guy over and do that. No. Tell you what ended up happening. Because the goggles are too expensive. I was genuinely... (laughs) Yeah, that's why. (laughs) That's the only reason. (laughs) We pondered it. We spoke on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) I was genuinely like all afternoon. I was like, yeah, okay. House to the self, night to myself. What are we going to do? Like, awesome. I'll make a Thai yellow curry. You know, I'm going to hang out with Pam the dog. It's going to be fun. Yes. I was in bed by 7.30. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was so bored and so tired. I appreciate that, Ducko. When you're sort of midweek, yeah. you're not get you you're not realistically getting people over, nah, to asking your mates yeah. out, that sort of thing. The average when you're on your own, single, you might go, Well, that's me for the day. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were I was so bored. We have a, a token single friend, Hannah, who's like our third wheel. Yes. And we always joke about her. Yeah, we always joke about how bored she'd be and stuff. And oh my god, it was boring. I was like I like messaged her. I was like, So is this what you do like every night? <laughs> Do you make yellow curries? Did she just? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> no, she didn't reply. She was already in bed. <laughs> she was asleep. This is Jess and Ducko. Right now, it's Jess and Ducko. I have a very interesting story to share with you, Ducko. Um, look, a dead man is at the centre of it. Oh, jeez. But we're not going to drill down on that. Nah, part. don't focus on the negatives, eh? An illegal sex bar. That's where we want to go. He's making headlines right across the UK. Can you take us? to merry old England, please, Ducko. Do you remember COVID times? There was the World War II veteran. He was 100 years old. Yes. Captain Tom. Yes, I do remember this. And he raised almost £40 million for the NHS, so the the health service over in Britain, by walking laps of his garden and putting it on social media. His family obviously helped him. He wasn't all over TikTok and Instagram being 100. But his family got the word out, and he just walked with his little Zimmer frame. Slow laps, let's be real. Slow laps, but he did so many... And forty million pounds—that's like upwards of almost a hundred million Australian. Yeah, everyone got on board because everyone was, you know, at home watching it. Exactly, and... it was so cute. People are out on their balconies, clapping and jingling and singing, and Captain Tom's doing his bit. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, he succumbed to COVID in twenty twenty one. But obviously, what he did was just unbelievable. He got knighted before Queen Lizzie that's died. Right. Like this guy was a, was a wonderful story out of COVID. Unfortunately, his legacy is being tarnished oh, no. posthumously, Ducko. Since he's been in the ground, his daughter, 
Is she up to no good? His daughter. His daughter. Now, as I said, I saw the headline about an illegal sex spa. Yes. Tarnishing Captain Tom's legacy. And I thought, well, I've got to drill down. Got to see this. Who's doing Who's doing it? It can't be his daughter. Well, it's a daughter. How's this? I mean, they share the same surname. She started the Captain Tom Foundation, all right? So all that yeah. money, people are going, where'd the money go? It's always that thing. You remember what happened here in Australia? Yes. When that comedian, oh my God, I've blanked on her name. Celeste Barber. Celeste Barber Did raised the fire, all that fire, money, money. And th- for the bushfires. Yes. And then it got really like, wait, Where's where is the money, the money go? going? Because there was some sort of weird parameter yeah. because she'd done it on Facebook. In a similar way, where's this 40 million pounds gone? Questions are being asked. She built a house, Ducko. And in that house, she had a 50-foot by 20-foot yes. pool house with changing room, toilets, showers, and this massive spa, which people are saying, this looks like something you're inviting, you know, eight to ten oh, people. Yeah. Why do you need a spa that big in your home office to run the Captain Tom Foundation? Uh, <laughs> you see, na- that's where her ideas flow. Who's to say? Yeah. People often say they have their best ideas in the shower. Yeah. Maybe Hannah is having her best ideas in this section. She turns bar. the bubbles on, you know, massive spa by herself, gets gets a bottle of bubbles and just has her ideas shower. Oh, I love that. Has a little charcuterie yep. on the side. She's dipping her quince paste, having some bubbles and coming up with ideas. She pocketed, get this, the oh, house is, again, the dad wrote books, Captain Tom wrote books. She pocketed the £800,000 no. profit. For um, all her dad. This is her dad, and she's is, taking everyone's money and oh, making a sex spa. I, I can't work out what she does with her time. It's all from Captain Tom. Well, I mean, legacy. it's not easy to get a sex spa in. Like, it's that not. takes some, <laughs> some manpower. I'm sure Captain Tom is looking down from above, because we all know he's up in heaven. Yes. Uh, and being like, Hannah, Come this on. is not Sweetie, how I raised you. He'd have to you. know his daughter. He'd have to know. He'd have to know, but this is the kicker, Ducko. The council's just got involved and said, nah, this is all wrong. You've got to rip it out. <laughs> Because it didn't meet, like, regulations. Exactly. All the neighbours have complained. It's been red flagged for misappropriation of funds, and she's had to rip out her sex spa. No. So her great ideas for the rest of the money, which we don't know where it's ended up. So that is everyone around the world's money, and yes. she's now just got a, a giant sex spa yes, in a big I'm house. I'm sure some of it ended up in the right hands, I'm I don't. Sure. I don't reckon it did. Because I'm only seeing 800000 18000 He raised $40 million. Okay, maybe. So some of it surely has gone. So she's not a full animal. No, no, but the Sex bar, I'm so sorry. That's been that's been ripped out. So you think twice yes. before you misappropriate funds and put yourself a sex. It could be going to someone else's. I picture the sex bar when the council comes to like, all right, this has got to go. It's like a clown car. Yeah. Like all these people are coming out of the sex bar. Oh no! Oh no! This is Jess and Ducko. For some light Wednesday reading, I sunk my teeth into the personal relationships journal because it was a really interesting uh, conversation happening about bonding. By sharing negative attitudes, yes, roots us in stronger friendships and gives us more powerful connection with others than just bonding over something we both like. What's the best thing to do with your partner is when you both have a good bitch about a situation or something or something that went wrong. One of my favorite things to do because you know my husband very well. Yeah. He is a nice guy, yeah, but yeah. behind closed doors, oh, baby, the he claws can, come out. He can bare his yeah. teeth, and it's yeah. a side of him that only I see. I've seen it a few times. You've seen it a few times. Yeah, but. Like, I can imagine, And yeah. it is one of those things that you go, yes, 
Like, yeah, come on, have a bitch. I can be a bitch and a half. I love it. There's nothing better than a nice human being who never has a bitch. Like my mother-in-law, Robin, she's oh, the nicest person on the planet. I've met her sweet as she's candy. So, and whenever, I'm like, come on, have a bitch, Robin. Let's go. Let's rev up. Have yep, a bitch. Yep. And then she's like, oh, I just think they were not very nice. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> go harder. But yes, after that moment, don't you feel so much more connected yes. to your mother-in-law or to whoever it is? Exactly. It makes us feel like we are close and that we're in it together. Yep. So I thought we're a relatively new team. Producer Shy Guy, producer Badass Billy. Even you and I, Ducko, what can we find that roots us in this solidarity? Not because we enjoy it, but because we hate the hate same something. things. So I've got a quick list here. How okay. about this? People in the office looking at you whilst they sing happy birthday to you. I don't care for it. So specific. <laughs> I don't care for singing happy birthday in the office. In general. All right. <laughs> to anyone or yeah, just you? Period. Yeah. Everyone. Period. Okay. Billy, you'd Billy like, where do you, you sit like on Harry this? Po- happy birthday. I don't really like, you just kind of have to sit there and just like, I don't know. And just put up with it. it. Yeah, just, yeah. It's weird. It's not, it's not the hate that I'm, that I'm looking for. All right. What about these hot cross buns appearing in the supermarket in January? That gets people riled up. It just doesn't affect me. I just don't oh, mind no, too much. It's middling. I don't know about right. you guys. Like, Again, I don't care. Yeah. Okay. A lot of hot cross buns. We are cooking with gas. What this about team? these people under 25 saying they're too old to be in the club when you're well over 30? Oh, I mean, oh, I, hate that, I, don't, I don't like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys aren't 30 you? yet. So, <laughs> you yeah, young we're one. not 30 yet. You wouldn't be in that. Okay. Yeah. What about this one? Unskippable ads on YouTube. That does annoy me a lot. Come on. Mm. Yeah. D- it depends how much you're watching YouTube. I'd like to see what else is on the list. All right. Jeez. All right. What about this one? When your husband leaves the sink full of dirty dishwater after using the dishes, he doesn't pull the plug out. I, could, I guess that could be housemates. Go- that's true. That yeah. is that is pretty true. grotty. You yeah, hate it's that? It's pretty gross. It's gross. But, I mean, I've done it before too, so oh, it's no, like. You're, you're all right. What about this one? The printer refusing to print your black and white document because it's out of cyan. Nothing pisses me off more than printer issues. Okay. Printer Shy issues, guy. yes. Printer issues. Yes. Billy. Yeah, changing the tone is. Oh, because you have to do it because you yeah, double the do. reception it's here. so annoying. Printer <laughs> issues. Have we landed on a common hatred? Printer issues. Do you want to hear my last one, Ducko? Yes. Wind. I hate wind. <laughs> I, it's the worst element. Name something good winds for, except unless you're a kite surfer. That's true. That's true. <laughs> wind is I a hate horrible. printing more than I okay, hate okay, wind. Okay, go back, oh, printing. Go back to printing. <laughs> we all hate printing, and we're now best friends. <laughs> Jess and Ducko. I got a call from my sister yesterday because she was not happy with me. Oh. My older sister. Um, now, for those that don't know, uh, she pumps kids out like rabbits. Like she's got four little things getting around. Yeah. She's not uh, that much older than you. No, she's actually not. She's uh, only two and a half, three years older than me. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, she's, she's got, a breeding machine. Oh my god, she, they're so <laughs> fertile. Um, so she's got four kids. So I've got, I've got uh, four, uh, three nieces and one nephew. Yeah, uh, their names: <laughs> <laughs> Molly, Prue, Jack, and Penny. Thank so you. You could have made those up. Don't, <laughs> don't ask me their ages. <laughs> don't ask me their ages. Your godparent to one of them. Yes, to Prue. Yeah, and so is Morgan. Morgan's a godparent to Penny, the youngest. Oh. Anyway, when we were back over the holiday period, I played a game that was just a dumb idea at the time. I thought it would, because they were, you know, they were at my mum and dad's house and they were visiting and they were bored. So I had a $5 note in my wallet just randomly. And I was like, all right, who wants $5? And of course they all did. And I was like, okay, I'm going to play a game. Couldn't think of a game. I was just like, guess the number I'm thinking between one and 10. For five bucks? I know. Oh my God. That's like a million to a small child. I'm trying to bribe their love because they love Morgan, my wife, and they love me too, but like, I'm trying to be the favorite. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, guess the number. 
not realising there's four of them. Only one is going to win. This is going to end in tears. And five dollars. And it's five dollars is a bit of money. Like so for a very short-lived game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Stupid game. So so I was like, guess the number. We played a few rounds because none of them were getting close to the number. They they kept saying the same number as each other. I was like, you're not understanding the concept of the game. Stop saying the same as the person before you. <laughs> you idiot. I can't cut this note into four ways. There is going to be issues. <laughs> so eventually, Molly the eldest gets it and she wins. And I go, okay, Molly, you actually won the cash and I give it to Molly I'm like Molly wins thinking everyone's gonna clap oh no tears the others are going well I didn't get money and mum looks at me and goes why would you do that yeah. now they all need something and I was like it's okay I'll give you all a gift Ducko, we've covered enough stories we live in the generation I know where everyone gets the participation award you can't be having one clear winner I know in 2024 I just figured where I... are the ribbons and the chockies and for the ones crying. who just participated I know and they were screaming so I was like I've got something so I went to my wallet I had no cash left I had no coins but <laughs> do I ha- you take F-Pots <laughs> <laughs> do you guys like do you guys like an iron G card. <laughs> Have you read the Barefoot Investor? <laughs> this is called Splurge. <laughs> So I went into my wallet and I, I have a, a thick wallet. I'm a card hoarder. So I was like, great. I had a, like a receipt from like a parking thing at a, a Westfield or whatever from ages ago. <laughs> but it looks like a card. It looks like a card. So I was like, here you go, Prue. You can have this. And Prue's like, oh, I'm like, this is a special parking card. And she took that. Then Jack, the boy, wanted something. So I'm like, I looked in. I found I have a golf membership at my golf club at Shortland. So I was like, here you go, Jack. Don't you, you need that? Uh, yeah, but I can get another one. Okay, it's sure. It's fine. I was like, here you go. You can have this. This is my golf membership. You're, you play golf now. And he now get thinks. Young. He yep. thinks He's coming down here to play golf. Yep. And then I ran out. I had nothing left. It was either between my frequent flyer card, which I wanted to keep, my health insurance card, which I wanted to keep. Yep. Or my adult adult store flirt membership. So I've got Sorry? A, you know flirt, the adult store? I've got a membership too. Do to, you have a physical card? Yeah, I've got a physical card. How yeah. often are you going? I've been a couple of times. <laughs> Is that sort of like spend enough money yeah, get 10% off. You get points there yeah, you, get, yeah you, get, you, get, you collect points and you get toys okay so know? out of those three please tell me you gave the health insurance and it was the, the youngest one it was Penny and Penny is I don't even know how old Penny is but she's young right sure and, <laughs> and I thought mum wasn't watching and Abby wasn't there my sister and I thought here you go, Penny. You get the because it was red. I was like, you get the flirt card, and she was like, she well, can't. you told her flirt, but she doesn't know what that means. Not- and she's like, she's like, but aren't they sponges? Isn't she now running around the house going flirt, flirt, flirt? <laughs> so then she gets home, and apparently they all took their cards and showed them. But Penny was very secretive with hers. My sister calls me yesterday. Oh god! And she's like, everyone else has lost their cards. Molly's probably spent the money, but <laughs> but the youngest has held on to the flirt adult card, and she like sleeps with it under her pillow. What? She like loves it so much. And Abby's like, my sister's like, why would you do that? Yeah. Why did you give my child an adult store? I'm like, well, she doesn't know what's in there. Yeah, I know. But kids these days, they are switched on, Ducko. They're going to be walking down the main street, go past a flirt store, and she's going to go, wait a minute, that sign matches the car that Uncle Uncle Ducko got me. Let's go in. How's Abby, your sister, meant to deal with that, man? Uncle Uncle Ducko gave me that. And those shops always have the fogged out windows. So she's going to want to go in and investigate. I know. So now she's got my float adult card. Yeah. Uh, and apparently she's the only one who's kept it and she's really taking good care wow. of it. Wow. Abby's sure like, I'm sure and keep that parking receipt. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jess and Ducko. Shopping injuries. Have you been injured at the shops? Yep. Um, nothing worse than having an embarrassing moment at the shops in front of everyone. Could be like a supermarket, could be a Westfield. Do you know what? The number of people I've seen nearly get hit by reversing cars in the car park, Ducko, because uh, their nose buried in the phone. Yeah. And the number of times you see the reverse lights, I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. Don't oh God. do it. 
Yep. So, yes, whether it's the car park or inside. This has happened to a pilot on a Travelator. Now, for those, the Travelator is like an escalator, but it's the ones at the airports you see that are just flat. Yes. That and you sometimes can walk they're really in fast. shops. Or, sometimes yeah. they're in shops, yeah. Um, travelators, I didn't realize this, but gone wrong, they can actually swallow part of you or say your shoe or something like that. Terrifying. So this is an actor. His name's Kenneth Gow. He was an airline for Delta pilot. Uh, he had like maybe part of his lace was a little bit undone, but he was wearing a heavy, heavy like reinforced kind of boot. Oh, uh, like a, like a Timberland, or like something. a Timberland kind yep. of thing. Anyway, as oh, a result, God, it, suck it sucked. His like the corner of his lace in on the Travelator. As you get to the end, it sucked the corner of his lace in, and then it it, it sucked his shoe in and the bottom of his sole. When he stopped pulling back, someone saw it and helped him get out of the shoe. And luckily, he got out of the shoe because then it ripped the entire shoe to shreds. Shut up. The escalator ripped him up. Up and down, up and down in the magic escalator. <laughs> Thank you. Thank producer, you. Producer the, Shy Guy. For the severity of the story. <laughs> and he said, don't play that until you get on air. The CCTV <laughs> yeah. obviously is silent, but it is horrifying. It's, yeah. That jingle does not do it <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And he got his shoe sucked up. Up and down, <laughs> up and down. They are terrifying. The teeth the of the escalator. Yeah. Like... Yeah, it's, they're bad. Yes. So I remember there was a story last year where, so this guy, he as a result, hurt his shoulder and hurt his leg and couldn't work and got money out of it, but he didn't have any hectic, hectic injuries. I remember a lady last year at a shop, same thing happened, but it wasn't a travel aid, it was just an escalator. Yes. Got sucked in and it literally sucked her foot in. Yes, it yes, just oh, keeps I remember going. that. They had to shut down the escalator. I know when I wear um, my, my plastic beach burks when I'm at the shops, yes. sometimes they stick a bit more to the floor. When you're on the escalator, you've got to really lift it up to get oh, it off. Oh my God. I'm paranoid about getting sucked in. It can happen. Again, CCTV, I saw the other day, this old bloke was taking his trolley down the travelator. You know, sometimes they're on a little yes. bit of a slope, so you can do trolleys and that and sort of thing. And the trolleys get hooked in, so they don't the move. The trolley gets hooked in, yeah. but if it doesn't unhook at oh. the moment of, you know, when you're meant to de-mount, yes. um, it, it, it just sort of, it's, and it's a trolley. It's not getting sucked in, but it topples over. Oh, no. He then gets stuck, and then you've got a whole Everyone bank of people. Everyone gets stuck behind you. <gasps> Then you need one young athletic person to leap over everyone and hit the emergency. They actually are fraught with danger. 100%. Uh, Penny's on the line on 131060. Penny, have you been injured at the shops? Oh, I sure have been. What happened? Don't tell me it was an escalator. No, I um, went to buy some dinner and wanted spaghetti bolognese that night and got some pasta sauce and dropped it and slipped over and... Spent four nights in hospital with surgery on my elbow. Got oh. some wires holding a bone together oh. for the rest of my life. Oh, so you dropped the pasta <laughs> sauce and it shattered. You slipped it on. It shattered. You slipped on your five bro- <laughs> your five brothers' tomato sauce, and then you've hit your yep. elbow on the ground. <gasps> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! It all would have happened so fast, Penny. Because you know, if you've just dropped it, you could walk away. But you've obviously dropped it all over yourself and then gone Slipped up. In it. Yeah, yeah. The head. Would... That's exactly what happened. Oh, it'd be funny footage to see, Penny. Like, I mean, you know, not, not funny in the moment. Did you go viral, Penny? Because obviously, this pilot didn't intend for the CCTV. Well, to get all out. my children were laughing until oh. they saw how serious it was. Four nights in hospital. Yeah. Because you know what's bad, Penny? Was it a tomato sauce? I know, I haven't had pasta since. Yeah, but like if you're bleeding everywhere, oh, true, what's the red. blood, what's the sauce? Yeah, I know. And now she's off pasta. That's just a double blow. Oh, Penny. that is just a horrible blow. Oh, she's having cream sauce. Let's let's bring things back. Um, there you go, Penny. Um, you poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jess and Ducko. 
This is Jess and Ducko. Channel 9's Juggernaut, obviously, on last night. Now, I don't want you to take offence here, Duckman. Yeah. But, geez, I reckon you'd be mates with one of the blokes. After... That is fraught with danger, No, no. Nah, hear me out. Because they're not the top echelons of human beings no. on the planet. But after... Look, I think what Timothy said to his wife, Lucinda, last night was taken out of context, and I reckon you can back him up and okay. support support our boy, Tim. So Timothy and Lucinda, they are a bit of an older couple. Timothy, look, he's a bit of a straighty 180. He's a little vanilla. Lucinda, she's hippy-dippy. She's down to earth. She's into her crystals. Okay. She's the kind of woman she hosts tantric sexual festivals. Oh, in- tantric sex. Now, that is where you take a really long time. Correct. Right, right, And right. you really immerse yourself in the experience. Okay. Last On last night's episode, some of the couples are still doing that photo ranking thing. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, is just really yeah, great yeah. for a new relationship You're to do that. You're literally asking them to rank people on attractiveness straight yeah. up. Even one of the grooms who placed his bride on the top of the list, she had a go at him because she reckons he's lying. Oh. So you cannot well, you can't win. win. You can't win. <laughs> you cannot Mate, win. Do you put her second or third then? Okay. See, babe? You know, I'm being honest. Seriously. But uh, some of the other couples, like Timothy and Lucinda, they're doing the values task. Yes. And they're talking about, obviously, where their values align or more where they where they don't align. Mm. She had good in bed, quite high up on her list. Timothy, not so high. Oh, I see. So we've got issues here about compatibility, about intimacy. But where I think you could probably defend him is he made a comparison um, to his wife, Lucinda, to his dog. <laughs> This is how it it played out on the show. I love Matilda with everything in me. Your four-legged dog. (laughs) When I walk in the door, Matilda's going ape just right up in my grill. It's like, just give me five minutes, Matilda. So he's trying to say, because Lucinda (laughs) is very touchy-feely, she wants to be intimate. As I said, good in bed is high up on her list of values. And Timothy has a dog called Matilda, Tilly. Loves his dog, but she also really wants his affection, really wants his attention. So he's now drawn comparisons. To her being excited to see her, him. The, the, her, Lucinda, the, the woman. Yes. And her, Matilda, the dog, did not go down too well. You compare me with Matilda because she doesn't let you alone and she's very affectionate. She's very affectionate. She adores you. She does. Lucky you. Lucinda's <laughs> like, of all the problems to have, you've got two women in your life who love... What's your problem, Timothy? But I re- I reckon he's just uh, fumbled a bit. If you compared your wife to yeah. the love of your life, your dog, yeah, Pam. you mean it as a compliment, I, right? Absolutely. It's the highest compliment <laughs> you can get given. To my ride or die, Pam, my sweet little angel. You exactly. Know? So, Lucinda, I think you just need to... T- he loves this dog. Yeah. He just sometimes doesn't want to be licked on the face, whether it's by a woman or a pet. And I can tell you right now, Tim, uh, some, some advice for the brother. Yeah. Uh, trust me, if you do go on to marry Lucinda in real life yep. and you stay, she will not get that excited to see you eventually when you come home. But the dog will always be excited to well, see you. Well, how's this, Ducko? The Daily Mail have just papped Timothy and Lucinda in the real world having a lunch date. Oh, so maybe dude, they, they have last. actually t- lasted the test of time. Let's see how Matilda the dog fits into the equation. She wasn't papped out at lunch. And then the, if, if she wants to do, if Lucinda Human wants to do tantric sex with him, Matilda yep. the dog's going to need a Kong or something like that, a bit of peanut butter in the Kong, right, the dog toy. We're going to have to get you connected with Timothy I'm going to have Lucinda. to speak to Tim and just give him some advice for what to do when, you know. When there's two women in your oh, life. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jess and Ducko. Yesterday, Jess, full disclosure, we caught up with Gary Barlow from Take That Post Show. That's right. He he is in the country and he was available after the show for us. So we were able to chat to him after nine. And um, 
Look, I was in the middle of a boob situation. You were, yeah, there was a loud noise going on. There was a pump. We're in the studio just having a pump and chat. And we didn't know if he would be able to hear it down, down the line. Because he was in our Melbourne studio. So we had to address it. Um, but my God, didn't know Gary Barlow before this. Now we got to know him very well. And he us. So here's the unedited <laughs> version. Here's how it all played out. Hello. 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 You got us Hello. there. Hello. Uh, Hello, everyone. You know what? I don't know what I'm doing here, but I just pressed the button that said on, and I came on. So you just see that listening to us talk about they, <laughs> pumping. They've left me in charge of this whole studio, oh, and I've got it working. But hey, when you've been around for as long as you have, everyone goes, we won't we won't mansplain or, or talk down the, to Gary. He's probably seen it all. Let's just leave him be. The, these are skills I never knew I had. This is amazing. Press that on-off button. You are now a radio host. <laughs> yes. That green button, there was a clue there somewhere. Yeah, there it is. Green means go. So are you just listening yeah. to that conversation for a little bit before that being Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, oh, Gary, yeah. what did you hear? Listen, I've been called worse things, so don't worry. It's fine. We were actually, Absolutely we're actually fine. discussing Jess here. Now, you, you had a child three months ago, Jess. That's right, Gary. I'm a, I'm a new mum. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And I, and I know um, not only are you a father, but you've just been like a, a busy working dad for so long. And I did want to yeah. ask, because I am sitting here whilst we talk to, you know, arguably one of the biggest pop stars in the yep. world. Um, and I've got a breast pump strapped on. So if you can hear a slight hum. <laughs> She's pumping. It, because this is when I'd usually feed my daughter, but obviously, you know, priorities, Gary Barlow. Um, so I just need yep. to get this done. Um, so firstly, thanks for just putting up with it. But God wanted, bless you. Yeah, that's, wanted, a re- that's a good mom right there. Thank you. And Gary, she has come into yep. work. She's only done three months of mat leave and she's coming in early while the newborn is waking up, milling wow. on and stuff, doing a great job. That's right. Dad's in charge. Um, <laughs> but I killing it. Thank great. you. Oh, I appreciate you. But I wanted to know... What, you know, in your years of touring, I mean, 1990, take that, started. It's been decades. Is there something you found yourself doing, whether it's on tour or or maybe in the recording studio, that you just go, when you got to get it done, you got to get it done? Yeah. Do you know what? Kids is, is a real thing because because we, we always say as the kids have got older, they've got more difficult. I'll take <laughs> toddlers any day of the week. Yeah. All right. They're absolute nuisances, these teenagers. Oh, my God. If you're in the middle of an interview, they're FaceTiming you. It's never one text. It's 20. And I bet it's like, no matter how cool you are, Gary, like in the band, all that stuff, they don't think you're cool, right? Oh, no. And you know what? I have to say, it'd be weird if your kids thought you were great, right? Yeah. You're there to be used and abused, <laughs> made fun of. That's the job as a parent. That's what it is. So was it weird going yeah, they on, think it... on tour with kids? Yeah, you know, when they were very young, we used to take them on tour. But then when school started, um, we had to be responsible parents. And I have to say, let me just say, say this, is that I was the, the, the working dad... And my, our kids are gorgeous, but it's all because of my wife. She mm. brought them up, all our kids. And I missed a lot of their life as they were growing up that I'm kind of making up for a little bit now. Oh, that's um, so special. So, yeah, it is. It is. And I don't know if, I, if anyone told you, but my daughter lives in Sydney. No oh, way. And I'm here at the moment. And, uh, Do you it, stay and it's on been her couch? So... <laughs> Do you crash on the sofa? <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, 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 no. But but the opposite. She came to stay in my hotel with me. Uh-huh. She was like, "I want room service." <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, I don't want to cook yeah. for myself for once. I'm going to put it all on I Dad's know. tab. <laughs> I want to drop the towel and just leave it. 
Yeah. Uh, Gary, I mean, you've had such an incredible career, as Jess is touching on, when the start, the band started and everything you've been through. And then, of course, Robbie Williams' doco comes out this year, and it starts off with Take That, and like a probably a turbulent time, I'd say, more in his life, unless in yours, in yours as well. Did you watch it? And also, what was that like reliving it? Because it was so hard for him to relive. It almost hurt him. Was it sort of similar kind of vibes for you guys? Do you know what? I did watch it, but only the bits I was in, um, Fair. which Fair. I thought were wonderful. I thought some of the footage of me was fabulous. And uh, yeah, it's a funny one. You know, I'm sure you interview lots of bands. Yeah. And, and the one thing I've, I've realized over the years is, is that no matter what you're ever looking back on, Everyone has a different angle. Yeah. Everybody mm. has a different struggle. Everybody has a, an, a different experience than it. It, it, it's, it just doesn't happen that five humans set off on a journey and we all have the same experience. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, for, for some of us, you know, the 90s were more challenging than others. For others of us, the, the noughties was more challenging. That was my challenging period. And so, you know, we've all, we've, over the years, we've all been on this journey. And, um, you know, and thankfully, we're all still here to talk about it. We're all still mates. We're all still able to do our jobs and go on tour and come to amazing places like Australia on tour. We're very lucky to be where we are. However, you know, one of what I think one of the underlining things is and the reason Rob wanted to do a documentary like that was is kind of to show people that, they're not on their own, that everyone has these yeah. struggles, yes. no matter who you are. Yeah. No matter how Sorry, that famous. was a long no, answer. No, no, no. It's, no. it's, it's very insightful, oh. and it's actually a great lesson on perspective, isn't it? Because yeah. what you're going through, someone might be on a completely different path, even though you are maybe going through a similar, albeit the same, experience. Yeah. Mm. How do you... It's exactly right. How do you go, Gary, like, you've done it for so long now, the tours, the shows, is there a period where the endorphins almost wear off and you get the fatigue and it's like, how do you keep sort of moving forward in the biz? You know what I mean? Cause it's a ruthless industry. Yeah. Do you know what? I must say the, the one thing that I, I always think that saved me over the years was music. My, my anchor has always been music. It's the reason I got into this business is because I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm useless at everything else in life, but I'm, I'm slightly good at music. So I tried to stretch that thing. And you know what? Whenever I'm looking for direction or wherever I feel a bit lost, I turn to music. Whenever I'm, I'm struggling to find the way, I turn to music. Music has always given me the answers. And so there's a real valid reason for me being here. If I was just someone who wanted to be here to be famous or recognized, there's no, there's no root in that. There's no anchor in that. And yeah. music has always been that thing for me. And so that uh, that's what's got me through all these years. And so, you know, when I perform on stage for those two hours every night or make an album, there's definitely no fatigue because it's what I love to do and it's what I've done for years and years. However, you know, travel. And, yeah. And being know, away from the family. Up, getting up and doing breakfast shows. It, it's not <laughs> the most natural thing to me. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it doesn't come that naturally to me. So sometimes it feels like an effort. Not today, uh, yes. but sometimes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Love that little asterisk there. Thank you, guys. I, uh, Gary, I have a bit of a man crush on you because you have, oh. the, you have the most amazing set of hair. Like, oh, I knew you were going to say I, that. Yeah. I'm a big hair guy, Gary. I uh, love set of hair. It makes oh, sorry, it sound like lock. a 
Lego man. Of hair. He's, he's put his stuck hair on. What are your secrets? I've got a bit of grey around the sides. Yeah, but yeah, silver pepper, foxy. baby. Yeah, I love mm. that. What's your secrets? What what is shampoo and conditioner using? How do you keep that thing so luscious? <laughs> I know. Do you know what? I have to tell you that um as well as the hair, I I am quite healthy. I know I know it probably doesn't look it, but I try and work out yeah. and I really eat well. And um, I take my probiotic. I try and do lots of good things for myself. Uh, and so I'm hoping that's what makes the hair nice and thick. Yeah. Do you know what, Doug? Uh, I was actually hoping Gary might have a secret, you know, bullet there. I'm actually sorry to bring oh. up my my postpartum experience <laughs> again, but I'm going through the hair loss stage. All the oh. hormones, my hair's falling out in clumps. Oh, really? So I'm like, Gary, is it beetroot? Is it anchovies? <laughs> what you got? It'll come what back. It? <laughs> no, it'll come back. It'll okay. come back. It'll yeah. come. It's because you're there. sharing your body with someone else at the moment. That's right. Keeping that uh, and, and, little babber alive. Like you sharing your body, your voice, your talent with the world and with Australians who cannot wait to get in front of you on that stage. I mean, you haven't been, is this correct? You haven't been like on stage in Australia since 2017. That's right. Oh, That's so right. We are overdue. Oh, the Aussie audience oh, is going to wake you up. Yes. Oh, we can't wait, honestly. And if, I don't know if you've noticed the timing, but it'll be sort of spring going into summer. Yeah. So we'll be bringing our bathing costumes, Ooh. getting ready, beaches, oh, seaside. We, oh, we can't wait. Are you, a, are you a budgie smuggler man, Gary? So absolutely. Yes, he whips those yes. out. Dick Togs come out. Get it in there. Oh, we love We yeah. look forward to seeing you and your Dick Togs here at the beach. Uh, tickets on Bring sale. Bring it on, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday, 13th of Feb, FrontierTouring.com. <laughs> Gary Barlow from Take That, mate. What a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Good luck, everybody. Thanks, thanks Gary. Gary. You're a legend. Lovely. See you soon. Oh, good, good luck with your breastfeeding. Oh, Keep it up. <laughs> my, my wife did it to nine months and it give our kids a great... Our, my son's six foot four. See, that's, <laughs> what, that's what it does. The milk makes you big and strong. Okay, thanks for the tip, guys. <laughs> thanks, guys. Mate. See you, Bye. guys. See you, mate. See you. you turn that I'm button off press now. the off button. Yeah. 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 Jess and Ducko. This is Jess and Ducko. Simple as ABC. Jess and Ducko's 10K Alpha Bucks. Alpha Bucks. Yep, went off yesterday. $10,000 went off. Can it happen again today? Well, it stands in your way, of course, is 30 seconds to answer 10 questions, all starting with the same letter. Have to take your first answer. You can't use the same answer twice. And if you're unsure of the question, just say pass. We'll come back to you if there is time. Um, stepping up today. For the first ever player to go back-to-back in the history of the game, we have Stacey. Hello, Stacey. Good morning, guys. Stace, did you hear Ricky win the $10,000 yesterday? I did hear Ricky win the 10000 You were playing along at home. How did you go? Yeah, I would have got nine. I would have got stuck on something sharp. Oh, I uh, can't. Yeah. I know, because you want to say knife. You want to say knife. Something sharp and end. Knife. Correct. Then yeah. you eat into your Correct. time. Well, yep. Stacey, yep. Ricky is enjoying her Louis Vuitton handbag. What would you do with $10,000? Um, my friend's having a 40th in November in Fiji. So Ooh. I'd go to Fiji, baby. Yeah, yes. bulla. Supercharge your friend's yes. 40th. That'd be a fun 40th in yep. Fiji. Totally. It's a good idea. Well, we had N yesterday, Stace. We did give away the letter in the podcast. Did you hear that it was D? I sure did. Good. Right. All right. Stacey's got some... She's ready to go. She's got some she's fuel pet. in yep. the tank. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. ready. Yep. She's coming out with a vengeance. Okay. Your time's going to start after the first question, Stace. Let's get you over to Fiji. Here we go. Starting with the letter D. We need you to name something with a hole in it. Donut. An action movie. Deadpool. A shoe brand. Pass. A body part. Disc. 
A dog breed. Danish. A flower. Daffodil. Something that flies. Dragon. An Englishman. David Beckham. A pink song. Um. Oh, I Googled that this morning and I've forgotten it. Stacey, I thought maybe the phone dropped out for a second. You were cooking with gas. I had you down for seven questions or maybe six. A dog breed Danish. Is that a... I black hound. Oh, oh, I heard Danish, but I mean, yeah. look, it's it's a moot point now. You can Crazy, have it. you were so good. Thanks. Yeah, you were doing really well. A shoe brand you passed on, I'm sure you'd got if you came back. Uh, Dunlop. Yeah. Uh, Doc yeah. Martens. Um, and then a pink song. Can you guess it now? Um, oh, Involving a president. Oh, dear Mr. President. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Damn it. Damn it. Damn that song and damn the president. But In my head, I was going, God is a DJ. I'm like, that's not what it's Ah, uh, yeah, the DJ got you. Smart from Stacey yeah. looking up pink song. Considering Very because, yes. And I even looked Taylor Swift songs up. Oh, like, you're all over she it. She knows it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And then after that, after a pink song, all you had was an emotion left. And she would have got it. You, oh, you would have got that. Yeah. Hey, you're not going to wait for well, though. <laughs> you have 100 bucks to spend with Cheeky Chickadee. Check out their fun matching swimwear for the whole family. That is all yours. Um, Thanks, guys. Well done. Thanks for playing. You did a great job. This is Jess and Ducko. Cool. Fame prize up for grabs. We draw it tomorrow. 500 bucks to spend at Williams the Jewelers. Just by calling and telling us what the most creative punishment your parents ever came up with was, mm. you could win that call of fame. We love that. Because I got my nails did the other day, Ducko. And as you do. When God, you, they look good. Thank you so much. Yeah. I've picked them off since. but ah. um, They did look good. Thank you. When you're sitting there for an hour, God knows where the conversation can go. And I had this young, gorgeous girl doing my nails. And we landed on talking about the punishments our parents used to dole out. Now, I've got ethnic parents. They are a big fan of swearing, soap on the tongue. Yep, either soap in the mouth. Exactly. But I would argue everyone was doing that. See, yeah. everyone's experienced that. Not particularly creative. Wooden spoon. Yeah, that's, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's old school, it. baby. It's been done. Yeah. What this girl shared, I have never heard before. Okay. So she told me that her and her older brother... They weren't fans of cleaning their room, what kid, what teenager is. Mm. So to punish the children and I guess deter that bad behaviour, what their mum used to make them do if she caught a dirty room, would make it would be to make them sleep outside in a tent. <laughs> what? Depending on how dirty the room was, was, would depend on how many nights they had to spend out there. In the backyard in a in tent. In the backyard in a tent. Rain, hail or shine. Depths of winter peak of summer, you don't clean your room, you don't respect your things, you can go sleep in the tent outside. Some kids would love that, though, being in the tent. Well, I asked, I went, how long did you last out there before you, I guess, tail between your legs, apologise and go clean your room? She went, oh, I'd last one night, two max. Her brother, two months. (laughs) He was living the dream. He's never cleaning his room again. He basically moved into the tent in the backyard. I said, once it's been two months... That's where you live now. Why would you ever go back yeah. in? You know when a fight goes on for so long, you don't even remember how it started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mum's probably turned his room into a, into a gym or a home office by yeah. that well, That's the spare room now. Yes. And to actually, this is an extra little tidbit, to yeah. shave time off their punishments. Uh, clearly the brother never did it. Uh, to shave time off their, their sentence, I'll call it, <laughs> they had to eat food they hated. <laughs> 
So for her, it was prawns. So she would have to eat prawns. It's just, it's, it's just veggies or seafood or something like well, that. Well, that's the thing. They're her brother picked hate. like Brussels sprouts or something. Eat the Brussels sprouts. It's like get out of jail card in Monopoly. Exactly. But obviously he didn't want to do that. And he thought the tent's not too bad. I'll just move out here. So when we talk about creative punishments, that's creative. Very creative. <laughs> I like this one. People have commented on our socials uh, for creative punishments your parents use. Someone said, when I was a kid, I dug up the carrots in our neighbor's garden. So for Christmas, I just got a 20-kilo bag of carrots. <laughs> you love carrots so much? Here you go. You're going to do that to the neighbor's <laughs> carrots? You get your own carrots. A few people already calling. Should we take one here, Ducko? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to Bronnie on 131060. Good morning, Bronnie. Hello, how you going, Jeff? Yeah, wonderful, thank you. What is the most creative punishment your parents ever came up with? Well, uh, me being the parent, oh. I used to make yeah, no, you know the prickly mat that you wipe your feet on and it's all like prickly? Yes. Yeah, yeah like yeah, the yeah. welcome mat at the front of the house? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I used to get um, the kids, if they were misbehaving, um, to sit on it. Oh. Sit on the prickles. Sit on the prickles. Prickle bum. Because it's just prickly enough to hurt, but it's not kind of child abuse. <laughs> it's just not edging yeah. into that territory. Exactly. And what what are we talking about, you know? They, they, if they're fighting with their sibling, you get five minutes on the mat. Yeah, exactly. My daughter's here, actually. She can vouch for me. Yeah. Um, we used to sit on it, and the straw would pierce our bum. Bronnie's daughter. Did you start getting really clever, being like, "Well, I'm just going to go put my thickest denim jeans on, yeah, or yeah, something," yeah. or were you having to wear it's leggings or bare bum? <laughs> um, you know, it's being watched by mum, really. Yeah. Yeah. Being watched. Thirteen, ten, sixty. Give us a call. Creative punishments from your parents. Maybe you are the parents. Yes. Uh, calling through. Give us a call. Yes, and Ducko. Thirteen, ten, sixty. You're asking for creative punishments your parents gave you uh, when you were a kid. That's right. I had a nail technician tell me that if her and her brother didn't clean their room, their mum made them sleep in a tent outside, she would last one or two nights before she would go in and clean her room. Her brother lasted two months. (laughs) Just loved it. He's bare grills out there. Someone's got in touch on Instagram and said that one of their colleagues used to do this to their kids, but if their kids didn't clean the dishes or their own dishes, she'd put all the dirty dishes in their bed under the doona. I love that. That's a great one. I like this one from Sarah. She's a good friend of the show. She said, our dad... Yeah. Caught my brother and I spitting on each other. So he sat us down with an empty glass each and made us fill it with spit. We were there for hours. <laughs> just just a good old-fashioned spit off. Just a spit hey, bro, you want to go in the backyard and spit in each other? Yeah, right. <laughs> are they going really far apart and trying to hurl loogies on each other? That is strange. I once spat at my brother in the back seat of the car. It's just spitting is like the foulest thing you can do. It is like the utmost disrespect. Oh, my parents weren't as creative as Sarah's because that's foul. Yuck. Uh, Jack on 131060. Hey, Jack. How you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, brother. Uh, Talk to us. What's the most creative punishment you endured? So, yeah, when I was probably in primary school, uh, mum caught me swinging on the front gate, which was all well and good until she put me outside the front gate with a um, pasta pot on my head. Um, so I was stuck outside the house, six-foot fence, couldn't climb over being a little kid, yeah. at traffic lights on Turton Road. Oh, brilliant. So wait, it's a main traffic wait, lights. Wait, and you understand. just He's just got to sit out there looking like looking like an idiot with a, with what, a pot in his head. With the pot on your yep. head? Yeah, I was out, out there for almost an hour until I worked out that I could just walk around and go in the back gate. <laughs> but, and I can imagine your mum just inside going... 
Shane. Shane. Yeah, she loves Shane. She brings it up every time she gets some wine. I love that. Jack's mom just at the end of her tether. I've run out of wooden spoons. Yeah. I've run out of stern words. I'm over him. I've grounded him for a year. All right, pasta pot on there. Let's put him outside of the pasta pot. Imagine people driving past like, what's with that kid? Yeah, I bet he swung on the front gate. That's what I would assume. Uh, we go to Natalie on 13 10, 60. Was it your parents, Nat, or was it you with the creative punishments? No, it was me. Yeah. Um, my son was in year six at school and he was the school captain and just not setting a good example. And, of course, I get called to the principal's office and at the end of the meeting I said to the principal, don't worry, I'll sort it. Ooh. And he knew what my punishments were like and he's like, I know you will. So I said, put my son in the car and said, we're going to Big W and he's, he's sort of like grinning going, oh, yeah, I'm getting out of this. We went to the books that section and I said to him, you need to pick two books. So he went and came back to me and he had two comics and I went, no, you're an A-grade reader. You need to pick two books. Mm-hmm. So he came back and I went, right, you're now grounded for two weeks. At the end of the first week, I want the first book read and a book report done. <laughs> and by the end of the second week, I want the second book read and a second book report done. And it's they're not done by the end of the two weeks. Your grounding does not end until they're done. Book reports. I can't think of anything more oh, dull. Oh, jeez. That would have been so grim <laughs> Natalie's too. got to be a teacher. Absolutely. <laughs> that is a creative teacher way to punish. That's fantastic. Hayley, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Uh, what's the most creative punishment you've endured? When my siblings and I used to fight and we were just seething with hatred for one another in that moment, my parents and I would make us sit there and smile at each other. What do you mean? Just sit across the table and grin? <laughs> yes. It's so simple but so effective. We hated it. Do you, did, you, did you then love your siblings so much after a good amount of time smiling at each other? Well, that was the theory. The endorphins would kick in, but I don't know about that part. It's, it would be hard to sit there and look at your sibling in the eyes no, and just smile at each other. I like Hayley's parents' technique there. If you and I are ever bickering, let's just sit across the table. Just smile at each maybe other. Maybe hold hands. It's like smile at each other till we find the love again. It'd be, it'd be even harder if you did it and you said you can't laugh or smile at each other. Oh, absolutely. You've just got to sit there and stare each other in the eyes. Yeah, and remember why you love one another. Keep connected for Keep half connected. an hour. We should try that with the boss sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Jess and Ducko. i tell you what, scams, they've gotten worse, I think, since COVID. Absolutely. I thought this was pretty much an online only thing and they would target older people who maybe weren't as tech savvy, Ducko. Right, yes. But I'll be honest with you, the number of messages I'm receiving that look so legit. They look real. I'm now ignoring everything because I can't trust. If they they want my, my money, they'll find me. They'll <laughs> yes. eventually get to me. We're seeing some people uh, get fined out of 50000 up to $100,000 each from those text message scams saying that they're their banks. Exactly. There is now a small group of Australians who had a combined $1.25 million stolen and they are going to their bank as a collective to try and rectify and recoup some of that money. Yep. And this scam was really scary because they were speaking to people on the phone. This wasn't just clicking a link and bots and hackers attacking their details. This was speaking to a human being. That's Yeah, that's even some horrible people out there. It's scary. So we go to someone uh, who's remaining anonymous. Uh, the anonymous scam queen, we'll call it, even though this Ooh. person doesn't scam. Uh, they, oh, yeah, the, the scam queen sounds like she's scamming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The scam hunter. <laughs> <laughs> scam hunter works at a bank, knows the ins and outs, and she joins us now. Good morning, anonymous scam hunter. Hello, how are you? <laughs> We're great, thank you. Now, scam hunter, can you give us a little bit of an idea of what you're seeing day to day in the banking industry and what the average Aussie needs to be looking out for? 
Um, so currently we're seeing a lot of um, buy-sell scams. So I believe, Ducko, you were buying a table, is that correct? Yes, yep. Yeah, so we're seeing a lot of people get caught in those. Um, some people have even given local addresses to where the buyer is. They've showed up to their house and the people that live at the house have no idea oh. why they're coming to their house. So they're losing money that way. Um, huh. We're also seeing a lot of remote access scams. As I was getting ready to leave work yesterday, we had quite a big one where a gentleman, his card was corrupted firstly, and then they contacted him to, as our bank and basically got him to download, I think it was AnyDesk, onto his phone, which then allows you to, them to see everything that they're doing. Oh, my so God. So he, they were able to corrupt this this customer's card, call him and go, hey, are you having a problem with your card to rectify yeah. the situation, download XYZ, and that's just yeah. opening the door. And their proof that they were from my bank was they were trying to purchase things with his card. So one-time passwords are being sent to the customer's phone. Oh, my God. As the bank, he just thinks it's normal because, you know, your bank is sending you text messages. He doesn't realise that he's getting one-time passwords for purchases on his credit card. So what advice so, would you have to people to sort of combat that if they are, if it's because the scams are getting this good, right? Yes. And if you're speaking to a person on the phone, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going, so yeah, great. We always recommend, like I make a lot of phone calls in my day-to-day job to confirm like OSCO payments, third-party payments. If you, like I sound stuff on the phone, like if you get a call from <laughs> me, I'm like, it's XYZ from XYZ Bank just calling in regards to, like, if you hear that, I sound sus. Like, I always recommend people call back the contact centre. I will never provide them with the contact centre number. I would rather them go find it themselves because we leave contact history on your account. Like, Jess, if I was talking to you and you're like, nah, you're, you're sus, <laughs> and you hung up the phone and you call the contact centre, they could actually put you back to me and be like, hey, like, I'm actually... Okay. Trying to oh. So I guess that's the advice. We all just have to be, which is a diligent. sad way to it's live, tough. but diligent and suspicious of anyone calling us or I guess phone numbers embedded in text messages, Absolutely. right, Anonymous? Yeah. Yeah. But like the other thing is like if your bank's calling you, we don't need your internet banking number. Like I can see that. Yeah, you should already me. have it. That's a good flag. Yeah. Yeah. I can see your date of birth. I can see who's on your account. Like I don't need your identifying facts. But like with that guy yesterday, he ID'd himself to the fake bank. Uh And then those scammers actually called up our contact center trying to get his internet banking unlocked, which I'd locked. Because they had his details because he gave it to them. Oh, it's terrifying. And and then if it does, um, Scam Hunter, if it does go all the way where, say, the bank pays these scammers a a large Mm -hmm. sum of money, does, and it comes out it's a scam, Who does the bank pay the the customer back or what happens to the money? How does that person get their money back? What you would do, so if you've been like victim of a buy-sell scam, we would do disputes for those. If they're declined both ways, you get writing and you can go to like the disputes committee, which is the internal one for the bank. They then see if like the bank was at fault or if the customer was at fault. If it's deemed that we were accountable, they would be reimbursed. If it's deemed that they were accountable, it would be declined. Your next choice is then to take that to AFCA, which is the Australian Financial Complaints Association, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever get random emails or text messages, check who they're from because emails are often really long, fake email addresses too. Exactly. The texts are random numbers. Well, Scam Hunter, this has been very enlightening. Um, That's your new name, by the way. Yep. Thank you so much for coming (laughs) on and doing this. Keep doing the good work. (laughs) Fighting the good fight. You're welcome. That was the Jess and Ducko Podcast. 
Crispy Bacon Deluxe, now at Macca's.